At a critical time when young people must make decisions that will shape their future, the people who become dependent upon marijuana are dependent on an escape that makes the unreal seem beautiful and the reality of life seem unnecessary. Welcome back, everyone, to Twist and Talk podcast, episode number three, featuring Nate, Monty, and Cam. If you want to follow us on Instagram, go ahead and check us out at Twist and Talk podcast. That's Twist, the letter N, Talk podcast. Check us out. We will be uh, taking pictures and doing videos of all the highlights and things we talk about during this episode. If you want to follow us individually on podcast, I'm Cousin Nate. That's C-U-Z-Z-I-N-N-8. Cousin Nate. Monty. I'm on Instagram as well. Uh, look for Monty with three T's. So that's M-O-N-T-T-T-E. The letter E, not a Y. Um, try to start posting more on there. If you go on there, you probably notice I haven't posted in a long time. But these gentlemen here are convincing me that that needs to change. So hopefully you'll see a little more activity for myself. Cameron here. Yeah, we got an uh, Instagram uh, dead Mew2, D-E-A-D-M-E-W, the number two. Yeah, post on Instagram a little more lately, too. It seems to be kind of a, one of those things that, I don't know, it's fun to do, but it's also kind of like, I don't know. What do you guys feel about the whole Instagram stuff? I hashtags, love it. Hashtags, hashtags slow me up. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't honestly fuck with hashtags too much. No? No, I don't. That's, that's, that's sadly I, enough. I feel like that's the only way you're gonna find new followers or find like right. re, like yeah. reach new people. It's like you gotta find that's those true. hashtags. That's that's true. Hashtag like crazy. And every time I hashtag, I get fucking tons of bots. It's like what you put in hashtag four twenty, you're gonna get ten new followers of four twenty yeah. packaging dot com, four twenty, you know, editing dot com. All this stupid shit that I don't even care about, and I know it's just robots. <laughs> Because it's true. Of it's because it's because the algorithm. And I wonder how much that algorithm is affected by the fact that you have those followers. You know right. what I mean? It's like I wonder if your if 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 your if your stories and your feeds are going more into like yeah, it's, it's more bot into more bot categories stuff like that, or like or if those things are just are filtered through. I don't know. I think it's due to hashtags. Like if you hashtag FitBod, you're gonna get a bunch of gyms that have bots automatically ready to. That the second that hashtag goes up, you get a a, mm-hmm. a new follower. Yeah, it's true. I follow a producer that I'm really big on, uh, have been for a long time, Great Dane. And ever since I started following him, I get every Great Dane, like the dog, <laughs> follow. Like I get followed by all these different Great Dane things. It's like I don't even care about dogs, let alone Great Danes, but I got like fucking 20 followers that are all just Great Dane oriented. Like <laughs> real big on it. I'm like, uh, so that's our that's our Instagram info. Just go ahead and give us a follow, please. Hit the like buttons on all the pictures. That way we can stay relevant on all that stuff. Um, so on to today's strain that we're going to be reviewing. We're doing the strain It's It. Yeah, like that's It's It. From Cloud9 Farms, really good uh, garden out of Vancouver, Washington. Really, really enjoy this company. Vancouver or Kelso? Is it Kelso? No, no, no. They're out of Vancouver. Okay. If not, just right outside Vancouver. Um, Really good company. It's one of those ones where the the owner is the head grower. He's the delivery guy. He's hands-on on everything. You know, he's a good family man. It's somebody who I enjoy putting money in their pocket. I would say, you know, we're 
like you always say, Monty, I vote with my dollar and I'd much rather help somebody get their kid into Little League than get another millionaire, another boat or whatever the hell they're trying to do. Yeah, Yeah, Cloud9 is one of my favorites. Um, They don't use pesticides. They tend to be on the more natural side of things. Um, Some weeds, I feel like you can tell when you when you check them out, they're like uh, they're pushing the limits with uh, what they can get by like you know throwing whatever kind of boosters, um, butt hardeners, butt hardener. and, yeah, and you kind of get this like weed that's a little bit feels like it was on steroids when it was grown, whereas it feels like just like some old school really good smoking weed. Right. There's no know how to grow and get good yields out of mm-hmm. your garden. Yeah. Without much tricks. Right. As far as it's it in general, um, it's a cross of gelato and mint chocolate chip. A um, little bit of research, it's an exotic genetic strain. So they're actually the ones responsible for the mint chocolate chip originally. Okay. And it sounds like they got a gelato female to cross their male mint chocolate with. Um, mint chocolate chip is what? Green ribbon back cross and cookies, I think. <laughs> I know it's a green ribbon, which is like a green crack cross. And I think it's crossed with cookies, if I'm not mistaken. It could be off a little bit on that. We do have both the weed and the concentrates on this one. And another thing about uh, Cloud9 is they have in-house, in-house uh, con- they make all their concentrates in-house. So, you know, that's always nice that they're not sending their product out to another place and keeps their prices down on that too, I think, when you're able to do that. For sure. And I think that one of the cool things about their concentrates, I don't know, they do a lot of live resins. They do other stuff too, but they're, I, think, I feel like some of their, at least what we've got in the store, we carry a lot of their live resins and stuff like that. Um, their flavors and their potencies are pretty on point with their flower. Sometimes I feel like a deviation sometimes when they get to concentrates, depending on what they're blasting with and what they're what they're dealing with, it can deviate flavor wise and I wouldn't say always potency wise, but it doesn't always attribute to the same thing as the as the high of the of the flower. And Cloud Nine's always really on point. Yeah, back when we used to process, if it didn't straight taste like the weed, you didn't do it right. Yeah, right. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, we loved having jar weed and the dab made from that exact batch next to each other and be like, hey, smell that, now taste this. It's the same, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mm. So I just opened the jar for the first time. I never, I haven't even smelled this weed yet. I haven't either. I've only smelled the oil. Oh, wow. There's all kinds of smells going on in there. There's some candy and some rubber. True, yeah. Oh, it smells man. like when you got those um, sticky hands out of the vending machine as a kid. Ooh. But like mixed with uh Smarties or something. Yeah, Smarties mm. or like uh those Sherbert popsicles from the, the like the Mario Brother like ice cream popsicle you get from the ice cream man. That oh has, like, yeah, like the Sherbert the creamy oh, yeah. Eyes. oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's got the it smells like that and, and plastic hands. Oh yeah, this is gonna be good. I'm excited to smoke this. Oh, yeah. oh, it's excellent. I tried it last uh, yesterday for the first time out in the sunshine. We have a 75-degree winter day here in Washington, and it was superb. Broke all kind of records. Yeah. Everybody was wearing shorts yesterday. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Calling them all out. I'm like, ooh, confident. So yeah. um, the last couple podcasts, we started out with a dab or a bong hit. So first time. podcast, we started out with bong hits each. And the second one, we started out with a dab each. And so this time we're going with the Fronto Blunt. Blunt, which I already got pre-rolled here. And just to uh, give you guys an honest interpretation of the high, I came out today, or we all came out here today, sober. Sober so shit. I am excited to smoke this. I don't want to wait anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Speaking of uh, coming out here sober, 
Last time we did uh, Miracle Alien Cookies. I'm not gonna lie, guys. I was I was hella high. I was I was stupid high. I was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that's almost like a part of the review of the weed. If you hear Nate not talk for more than you know a minute or two, no, I'm high as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sitting here. I was a little bit sick last week too. Oh, sorry. I'm recording. Podcast Inception. Yeah, Podcast Inception. But uh, I was crazy high. I had a nasal infection that I now have all my antibiotics, on, antibiotics so I'm getting better. But I, you probably heard me sniffling last week, which I apologize for that on the mic. I was zoned out. When I listened back to the podcast, there was a good two or three minutes that I did not remember. <laughs> like, I was like, Cam was talking, and I have no recollection of that conversation at all. I know I did not talk during that entire conversation. Like, all of a sudden, the last 30 seconds of it was like, oh, I remember him saying that. <laughs> and then you hear me come back into it. So, between the sickness and that fucking Mac, it put me out. And I know it was the Mac a lot because I smoked another blunt of it on Saturday to myself. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing. I was sitting watching TV. And next thing I knew, it was like, I have no idea what happened in the last five minutes of this show. So I know that alien in the Mac just spaced me the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think I got I, I got a really, really intimate, intimate view of what that strain is all about right. after last week. And so it's like it like it kind of I don't know. Like I've been doing a lot of blends and stuff lately. And so I've been blending Mac with other things. And yeah, it's just now now I can now I can understand some of the highs I've been getting <laughs> out of some of the other stuff because like it's <laughs> Super zoning. All right, so enough about last week and a little apologies and whatnot. Let's get on with this. It's it. How's it doing, It's it's amazing. So gelato is definitely the reigning flavor here. It comes through really strong. Um, But there is definitely that chocolate chip mint. Like, it brings them. It's interesting because gelato is a sunset sherbet back cross basically it's sunset sherbet cross with cookies so right. like and it's the thin mint cookie so it brings out that mint and one thing i've always really liked about mint chocolate chip is not kidding if you get the right cut of it and you taste it like before you, you before you spark it it definitely has like that mint taste and i think that there that's coming through just a little bit in that sharp gelato it definitely has that like herb like the herbiness of, of, of mint not so much as like like a peppermint or anything kind of like that but it's like the herb of it a little bit like mentholy, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. On top, and it, it almost the menthol makes the sherbet almost kind of take a citrus note. I'm noticing, which I usually don't think citrus when I smoke gelato, but this kind of combo makes it was getting stand out, out a little. I was getting that off the smells, like I was getting some of the citrus off the smells of the weed. I'm I, I'm, I'm still waiting on the on the flavors, but like that's a good one. <clears throat> oh, it does taste a lot like it smells. Mm-hmm. It does. That cookie, the the, uh, the <laughs> again, like it's, it is super strong in the flavor. It's like such a, uh, a ple- such a pleasant cookie. Like <laughs> that tobacco hit me for real. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> that was a straight tobacco hit. And gelato is such a nice uh, terpene profile that it just, it, it, I think it blends well with other strains. Yeah, there's a reason the uh, rappers are all talking about gelato last year <laughs> right I had a lot of customers would come in and be like do you sell gelato I'm like yeah of course we got like three or four different kinds you're like oh really okay i'm like where'd you hear about this they're like well the rappers are talking about it i'm like oh okay <laughs> gelato in huh? that's what i love i love telling people i smoke that weed them rappers rap about mm-hmm. back when uh ludicrous came out with blueberry yum yum 
That's when I started saying that one. Like, yeah, I'm smoking that exact weed right now. Met the dude who invented it at Hempfest last year. <laughs> so it's Sin Mint cookies with mm, a yeah. green ribbon back cross. That's what the mint chocolate chip is. And let me look up Sin Mint cookies. <coughs> I know it's Sin City Seeds. Oh, man, this tastes so fucking good. <laughs> right, it's hard to pass. <laughs> I don't know what it tastes like, though, because I'm no good at that. I'm no good at that. <laughs> oh, man, it makes so much sense. So Sin Mint cookies is uh, Girl Scout cookies and blue power. Okay. So, no wonder this is such a great space. You got Blue Power meets the, S- the, the cookies meets green ribbon. green ribbon, which is a green crack back cross, and then they cross that all with gelato. Like, yeah, this is, this is just win win win. Yeah. Thank you, Exotics. And I'm talking about Exotic Genetics, not to be confused with Exotics, who does the real in quotes wedding cake. Yeah, Exotics wish they made wedding cake famous, but you know if it did. That's some more controversy for y'all out there. <laughs> God, he's so good. It and is so, super tasty. Um, we're, it's all, I'm on my second pass at that point. It's about halfway gone, and it tastes just as good as when I sparked it. Yeah, the flavor the is staying. Ashes mm-hmm. are fairly bright white, nice clean burn. One thing I always look for in a good smoke is a white ash that tends to mean that it was flushed. Uh, pretty good. I don't know if most people in the growing community understand the flush, but that means um, as you get to the end of your grow, you want to just start feeding your plant uh, straight up water because you can really get the plant to go in its fall cycle. It starts really eating the nutrients out of its leaves because the, the leaves are full of uh, rich green nitrogen. Um, and basically that's what it, that's what it's feeding off of there at the end of the cycle, especially. And if you get the plant to start using its stored energies, uh, instead of eating from the soil and the fertilizers, the flavor and the smoke is so much better because you get this really just clean thing. And like you really want like at least a two week flush in my experience. And yeah. you'll notice some weeds, you'll smoke them. And like, if you've ever had what my, my grandpa always calls them clinkers, but it's like you load a bowl and you smoke it and smoke it. And like by the end of it, there's just this little black wad that really like you can't even smoke it almost. It's like and, and the smoke is harsh, and and it stayed the form of the weed almost. Mm-hmm. Like it still looks like the, the 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 center of the bud that you loaded in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you smoked it all the way down, and now it's just like the charcoal center or something. Right. Whereas, like a really well flushed weed, you barely even have to get the lighter next to it, and the, and the flame and the cherry just kind of seems to like pass through the weed uniformly and leave like a like a hollow shell that is the same as the weed looked. Right, but, but white ash, almost like if you've ever seen a spider that died years ago in a windowsill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah smoke that. But, um, Don't do it. Something was brought up to me. The wrong white widow. Right when, uh, <laughs> right when the white ash thing became very prominent in medical days, you know, five years ago, whatever it was, that you know, white ashes, white ashes. Somebody said, "You ever look at your cigarette? How white are those ashes?" And how much chemicals do we know are in those? So, well. and I don't know. I didn't have a, a comeback for that person at that time. Okay. But it did always put that in my mind of there's probably things that you can do, obviously, on a larger level to make it towards still white ashes, even though there's a shit ton of chemicals in it. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Cigarettes are treated, too, with a lot of, like, a lot of the chemicals that they're treating it with could potentially be washing out those right and that's what i mean yeah. by i saw a thing that like um, <laughs> cigarettes are some like 20 to 30 percent reclaim 
If that makes any sense. Have you ever known this? No. But so so tobacco and cigarette manufacturers actually buy back stale cigarettes from stores. No. And then they treat the stale tobacco with a bunch of uh, <coughs> like cleaning agents and washing agents to try to get away that stale taste mm. and then reintroduce it to the fresh tobacco. Like I said, about twenty to thirty percent. So when you're smoking a cigarette, it's usually like I said, twenty to thirty percent of old cigarettes that they rebought had to treat with chemicals to get the flavor on point and so it didn't taste bad anymore uh, just kind of as a filler right mm. so who knows like the, the tobacco industry is crazy just right. like I was talking about last episode trying to uh, roll a cigar style uh, blunt and for one like you know the, you, you can do research and figure out the glue and stuff to an extent but uh, if you ever have heard of a sweet cap yeah. um, everybody's ever let's try to swisher swisher sweet or like a black and mild, black and mild. any of those, when you lick your lips, you always, or like even a backwood, mm-hmm. you lick your lips and you taste the sweetness, um, like almost like a honey taste. That's what's called a sweet cap. On a nicer cigar, they're not going to sweet cap it, but with cheaper cigars, typically, and this isn't, this isn't absolutely consistent. Obviously there's going to be a few nice cigars out there that are sweet capped. Actually one of my favorites is a Drew Estate Natural. It's like, 13 natural tobaccos rolled into one cigar with a strong sweet cap and it's so good it's like one of the few i can smoke the whole thing <laughs> but uh that being said it's so hard to figure out what the fuck is in a sweet cap like i've researched and researched and like the best you can find is like some certain tobacco patents and when you start seeing what they're putting in it it's like it's like uh so so like uh, sucralose or, or these like artificial sweeteners and such. Um, they're just kind of chemicals that make your, your you know, they, they like give you the sensation of sweetness. Yeah, really. But, and like some of those are Which so much stronger or like um, analogs or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Like uh, very like chemical, you know, differences that are minute in one way or the other, but mm-hmm. still like react to your sweet senses. And some of the stuff that they're putting on there aren't even sweeteners themselves. They're like sweetness, like, I don't know if the right word is like a catalyst almost. It, so you add these chemicals to make sweet things even sweeter. So almost like how you do the kick drum behind the the cymbal to hear the cymbal better. Yeah, basically, or or or, right. a, or a hi hat with your kick to yeah. give it a little more punch. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. So it's really odd when you start getting into this and you're like, well, fuck. There's like fucking seven different chemicals to get this little bit of lipstick. <laughs> to, to just taste for days, you know, like right. there's so much flavor um, that I, I was kind of just baffled and, and like, I don't know, I felt like I hit a wall there. Like I finally figured out a sweet cap and like pro tip, if you guys want to make That's crazy one. you're making your own shit. Yeah. Um, the best thing I came up because I wanted to just stay natural and I didn't want to like, you know, um, I didn't want to try to figure out chemicals. So I, uh, I used agave nectar. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I didn't put it on the whole thing, just the mouthpiece, like, you know, because it is just a cap. Right. So you're not really smoking the agave nectar. Mm-hmm. But when you pull your lips away from it and you, like, lick them, you're like, oh, shit. It's sweet. Mm-hmm. So put a little agave nectar in the end of your blunt for a little sweetness, a little sweet cap there. It'll be good. Do it the day before you're planning to smoke, though. Oh, okay. It's, so it, it dries is, out? It, yeah, it, yeah. It's pretty wet. And if you um, if you emulsify it with a little bit of alcohol of your choice, then the... Um, it kind of like waters it down a little so it soaks in better and then the alcohol dries out even it just kind of just a little saturated. All right, so I just opened up the dab for the first time to see if the smell of the dab transferred like the smell of the weed. 
It's definitely a little more menthol-y smelling. Uh, hold on. Now I've got nothing but blunt smell in my nose. <clears throat> definitely a little more menthol-y smelling than the weed, but that chemical smell that's in there definitely is transferring over. <clears throat> so I'm going to try me a dab of this. Well, you got a really nice juicy gram here. I did. I looked through them all to make sure I got a juicy one. Mm. It's one of the perks of being a bud tender. You get to sit there all day long and look at every single gram yeah. on the rack. Mm -hmm. Even head to the back room and look at some grams and see if you get the good one. Right. <laughs> like some of the ones that diamonds are starting to form in, all that shit. That's why when customers are like, can I see a few? As much as sometimes I'm like, oh, man, yeah, you can see a few, but I can't hate because I'm like, you should, you know, I can't. <laughs> you should see you what can I see do. A few, I look at, I look at, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel bad when when I like I see a really good one and I hand it to the customer and I'm like, fuck, I want this one. Yeah. I'll, let you pick. I'll let you pick. Please don't pick the one I want. Right. Oh, you're an idiot. You didn't pick the one I want. <laughs> That's usually whenever I'm like, this other one over here is really good, though. <laughs> yeah, I try not, not to swim in that way, but, you know. I've definitely had that where uh, where there's, like, you a customer asks for something, and there's maybe only two left. And you're like, oh, shit. Right. There's only two left, and you're looking at one, and, and they're looking at one, and you're like, <laughs> fuck, whatever one he doesn't pick, I'm stuck with. I'm taking that. Right. I'm definitely going to get it. And, like, how do I, like, use my... Jedi powers to be to just try to like focus him on the other one without like with but still giving him an earnest decision like yeah, yeah. <laughs> choose which one you want <laughs> choose which one you want and I know you, which one I want you just like do weird like psychological leans towards one or like kind of yeah like, like, <laughs> like, and another one your head the mic, just like, <laughs> like so subtly to get like starting <laughs> just tapping your finger to beat right next to the one you yeah. don't want right? yeah so, exactly something. I hear I hate it when there's only one left in the store and I'm like, oh yeah, let me grab that and put it away. And then a customer walks in and I forget to put it away. And then like two customers later, somebody comes in and asks for that specific thing. I'm like, fuck. Uh, and I'm like, damn it. He's going to get the last one. I wanted the last one. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it when I wait till it's the last one on anything though. We're going in on a dab? Like I'm going in. All right. Let's see here. Um, here, I'm going to do that. Here we go. Oh, yeah. And there's that candy we were smelling. Oh, head rush. Oh, man. There's definitely a sativa in this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like green ribbon right yeah dude it's coming know. through I feel like it's uh, I feel like I feel like the high on this one is really uh, <laughs> very sativa it's focused through, kind of like a lighter. like <laughs> like physically it's kind of in this headband facility like it's got this like complete uh, like dome encapsulation kind of feeling and then uh, I don't know really hazy behind the eyes too Yeah. The body high, I wouldn't say is incredibly strong. It just sits on the shoulders. It really doesn't get too 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 deep. Yeah, I don't feel it in my legs like that last that max shit last time. Boy, my knees were feeling it. This time, I just feel it in my arms a little bit. Yeah, just kind of right like, there, hitting the whole body like that. But I wouldn't have expected it to either. I definitely like slept funny last night, so my neck has been all kind of numb. Like my my shoulder, my right shoulder and stuff coming. So you dosing up that CBD when you got in here? Yeah. <laughs> for sure. 
I've been on that CBD just kind of as a standard. But yeah, um, it seems to be kind of easing that up a little bit after smoking. I'm like, oh, it could, I could have just, it could be any smoke, but definitely my shoulders feel a little bit better mm-hmm. just after that blunt. What temperature are we doing these dabs at? Uh, 710 is what I set mine at, but that's because it's I'm dab a fucking time. weirdo. Because <laughs> it's, it's dab time, come on. I like, so I'm not the biggest dude on low temp dabs, personally. Um, I like, I like a time. fucking big fat hit. Yeah. Sometimes it's too wispy when you go too low, and that like tickles my throat. Like, you know, sometimes you take a big fat hit and you cough because you took a big fat hit. But sometimes, like, the ratio of the smoke to oxygen is just off and it, like, does more of a tickling in your throat than actual, like, causing a cough. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when I do too low attempt dabs, that's what happens. And it just, like, the second a trickle of smoke hits my lungs, I want to start coughing. And so I go in a little bit hotter than, you know. For sure. Some connoisseurs, I guess. No, I, I, I have to say I kind of sit in the same. But I don't, I don't like, I don't necessarily always like. I don't, I don't know. I typically try to gauge my dabs anywhere from like, I feel like the temperature is anywhere from like five hundred to six hundred. You know, like it's not super low, like like a, like a right. like a high four hundred, four fifty, yeah. four seventy five, like some but, people do. But it'll be like it'll be hot enough to actually vaporize like a good. I don't know, like like a point one gram right. dab, something like that. Like it'd be good. And it like I'll I'll be able to hit it a few times too, so right. it's one of those things where it doesn't uh, the terps are completely destroyed, but the THCA or the THC is still efficient. Um, that's one of the things that I've also been told about when it comes to dab temperatures too is that THCA is more or THC is more efficiently you know I guess in like psychoactive if you do it at higher, higher temperatures. I feel like that. Um, I definitely feel higher when I hit it hotter. I like to be able to clear the hit pretty well in one hit mm-hmm. uh i find like so you see a lot like i watch instagram and like sure if you're taking fuck enormous globs then you got to do it in a bunch of hits yeah props to you for being able to even do it but i like to get like a moderate dab in one hit and like if i have my nail too low it's a moderate hit is like three just to kind of clean it up and yeah, I agree with what you were saying. That wispy smoke, I, I like. I like a milky hit. Yeah, and I don't want to have to throw in. I don't want. I'm not trying to like waste a ton of dabs to get a milky hit. Cause yeah, you can do a low temp dab with like a grip of oil, and you'll get a milky hit. But then you're just getting like this super terpy thing, which is fun, but it's, mm-hmm. it's super wasteful. I feel. I feel like the first hit a lot of times then is most like you might be not getting all the THC mm-hmm. in that first yeah. one, and you're kind of spreading out the THC hit of it over four hits. As opposed to getting a good blast of THC at one mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. On the contrary, if you've ever tried the drop-in buckets on a quartz banger, it's like um, or like Inception banger. Basically, it's a small quartz bucket that you preload dabs in when it's cold, and you drop that into a larger uh, banger that's super hot. But because you got the oil inside the quartz bucket, the heat transfer is a little slow, and mm-hmm. um, that's kind of fun because then you can get the first you know as as you work up in temperature, the first hit's very much terps. Second hit's kind of like a nice medium. By the time you get to the third hit, it doesn't have as much flavor, but the high is hyper strong. Um, and I do kind of like that, but I wouldn't want that to be the effect of every like enel hit. Right. And honestly, sure. when you when you drop a hit on there, when you start ripping it, uh, inevitably the air running through the nail is going to be kind of constantly cooling it off. Yeah. So you're still dealing with a hot to cooler temperature as you're dabbing, whereas with the drop-in bucket, you're always going from that 
cooler to hotter temperature. And I think that... Yeah, I never it, thought about that. It does that so well that uh, if I do want that kind of hit, that's what I'm going to go for uh, compared. Yeah, and that's cool. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, the reverse. Well, I mean, like, like yeah, the cold start dabs. Like, kinda, like, I've, I've never even done a cold start dab. Oh, man, they're excellent. Mm-hmm. I've been on them. And you keep your banger really... Really, yeah, really clean. Like, I mean, yeah, you can. Right. Um, you can still, you can obviously still chat. Like, I mean, jazz it and burn your oil inside there, but it's a lot easier to manage, especially on a fresh banger. Yeah, it's probably like, for instance, whenever I get a new banger, I'm probably gonna start uh, trying to mainline that that method just because it's like, it's, yeah. I don't know, like it's it's it is it can be hard to do all the time just because, um, not all oil is you know easy to wipe <laughs> off your your dab or anything kind of like that. Right. That's one of the, that's one of the benefits of doing a hot start or doing hot dabs is because um, it melts the oil off the dab efficiently right. and stuff like that. So, you know, you have to figure out like figuring that method out of wiping it is a little bit of an issue, but um, just like Monty was talking about the insert bangers, I think that's what they're called. They're uh, insert bangers. If you ever want to look them up, um, those are pretty cool. Those are also just easy to easy to throw in, throw in on a hot banger too. I don't know. What did you think of that dab, Monty? You still kind of recovered. Didn't mean to make you talk right away. <laughs> no, you're all good. I'm trying to process it. Um, you're always the best good. at describing flavor. Yeah, right off the top, I just want to be like, gas. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's too easy. Um, yeah, because you definitely taste that that rubbery. Yeah, the, yeah. It's definitely it's got the burnt tire going on in the best kind of way. Um, I would say it's such a uh, <laughs> such a, such a nice overtone. Like it's got like a really great. Uh, it's like a sweet gas almost. So, go ahead. Gassy. Um, yeah, you're right. It is sweet. I mean, it carries that sherbet sweetness. Um, sherbet once it's bred into something, just keeps coming out often. And this is a good example of that. Like, I still taste it. Um, but I've always felt sherbet could have been stronger and gelato, depending on the cut, same. Yeah. I feel like this mint chocolate chip has really got the potency just locked down. Like I get disappointed in gelato quite often, unfortunately. Just by the high. I feel like the flavors and everything there are always are always met, but the, the high just doesn't doesn't smack like you want to. That being said, it's uh, I reach for it when I need a functional um, indica style. hybrid yeah mm-hmm. like when when i, I want something that. that tastes as good as like my favorite gassy strains but that i can still you know take care of shit do what i need to do not not being a yeah and that that might be the problem with it <coughs> because <coughs> there's weed that i know is really good and people like it a lot but if it hits 250 50 for me to sativa and indica at the same time it's like i don't get enough of either one to where i'm not like I, it doesn't satisfy me and it's weird it's like i know i'm high and it's like cool but i'm not enough indica or enough sativa and i feel like i think that's what gelato does for me sometimes and also the people who introduced me to gelato were really good at the hype train and so i think i was super hyped up on it like sense. you know when do you think it came around 2014 um, Gelato? Yeah. Um, maybe. Sherbert, I think, so, around that time. Yeah, I think it's more of a sunset thing, man. So the same people that we got <coughs> the Girl Scout cookie from, <coughs> the Girl Scout cookie cuts from back in medical days, yeah. were the first people to show me Gelato. 
which I can account for with great cuts of Girl Scout cookies. And so, if you ever want to try that cut of Girl Scout cookie, it pains me to say it, but you can go find Oz Gardens at a lot of different dispensaries. We don't have it, but their blue cookies is the cookie I'm talking about. That's our cut of cookies. And their glue keys is our cut of glue keys invented in my best friend's garage. Anyways. <laughs> um, uh, they were the first people to show me gelato. And it was a good while before gelato became around. You know what I mean? Because I don't know who the hell they knew, how the hell they had the, the links on the newest shit That's right crazy. away. But they had rosin of it, like when rosin was brand fucking new. Wow. To where it was crazy. And so my first introduction to gelato was super clean gelato rosin. Like the first year rosin was around and the first year gelato was around. So it's yeah. it's got like standards all the way up here for me to where most of the time it's just a letdown, you know? That's fair. I think the closest gelato that I've gotten that I really, really have liked have been from Stable. Oh, absolutely. The Baccio. Yeah, the Baccio gelato. And I think that probably is... Number 41. No Larry Bird, right? No Larry Bird. <laughs> but uh, so I think that, I think that might be the same cut that I had back then. Mm, for sure. But I'm not sure. So we got Monty getting ready to go in, or I mean Cam gonna go in on his dab now. Oh yeah. I'm still Catching up. To be covered. That stuff's got me coughing. Yeah. It's that that gas in there is pretty oily and terpy. A little bit of thing sounds on the bong. It was, or on the mic. It was weird when you would put the bong in between the microphone and me talking, it would make me sound like I was underwater. Did you guys notice that when you listen back to the podcast at all? No. Yeah, because you had to wait a little while in. when Because there was one time where you actually lifted the bong up and were in between me and the mic. And it uh, made it sound like me talking underwater. It's pretty crazy. That's wild. That is wild. I feel like um, even though I'm using 710 and this nail set on 710, this setting is vaping a little lower. A little lower. <coughs> yeah, that's why I was going to turn it up a little bit. I have a, I have a temperature gun. Yeah, let's see. Let's grab let's it. how close mine is. I forget what I used to do. it. I would assume if it's sitting at 710, I bet we're sitting at 680. That's going to be my guess if I remember correctly how off it was. You know, I'm dealing with a good old knockoff one from... From the Chinese website we all know about. I don't think I want to give them any, any plug. So one uh, thing I would like to do when I can go. afford to is sitting at, uh, at about 550. Five, yeah, we're 550 we're, only. Yeah, we're hovering between 550 and about 6. If I go a little closer to the coil, we're obviously a little bit more closer to 650. Do it like straight yeah, on the go. Go. the bottom of it. So we got a temperature gun. We're putting it on the e-nail right now. Uh, yeah, laser thermometer. Yeah. Yeah, we're still the, at, at hottest. We're at, we're at 6, 615, 620. 615? All right, let's go up. But you need to hit it like, yeah, in there. That's crazy. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I'm looking to get us a quartz upgrade. Yeah. Because I feel like... <coughs> a better flavor, uh, better temperature, everything. It'll just be better. Yeah. Quartz is the way to go. I mean, at home, typically I'm using a banger, but we're trying to avoid the torch sound right now to yeah. uh, minim minimize the background noise for you guys. So in the meantime, we're going to be using the email that we have, but uh, definitely on the uh, list of things to get is a quartz upgrade for this setup, or not even this setup. I can bring mine. I have a early version of the D-Nail. 
Yeah, just in case. Upgraded. For sure. All right, so uh, how about we get on to some of the news part of it? I looked up a few more stories this week. I got a really good one. I'm, I'm excited about this one. All right. So finally, there's a state doing on-site consumption. Whoa. Legit. Whoa. This is already ready to go. It's Alaska. Dope. Nice. So, yeah, right? right. <laughs> I mean, Alaska back in the day, they were the ones you could have an ounce on you before anybody else. You know what I mean? They've always been progressive, just on the low up there in the fucking snow. <laughs> on the low in the snow. That's crazy. So, um, so the butt and breakfast is on. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it is is at your dispensary, you can build, you, it cannot be, a, it has to be a separate place. You have to build on a separate room, a separate balcony, backyard. Anything like that in Alaska, I don't know if you're going to want to do anything outdoors, but... Uh, oh, it's great up there. I mean, honestly, like, so my, my family comes from Alaska. And right, that's why I was kind of excited to tell you this. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, especially in the summer there, it hardly gets dark because you're so far north. Right, the, I knew that, but I didn't know how warm it would be at that time. I mean, it's not... I mean, it's not Is it like bad. 65, 70? Yeah. Warmer? Yeah. yeah. Like, basically like here? Yeah, in like here, area, here in the fall, all summer long. Gotcha. Yeah. And it's crispy know. here. People fall in love with this area in the fall. Yeah, it's that weird. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but but light out. Right. Tell, tell, you know, like, yeah, because I've always known about it being light. Four in the morning. Oh, you know. And all then the winter, it's the opposite. Yeah. But then aren't people, yeah, I don't know. People aren't going to be wanting to, like, smoke out. Maybe they are. You just fuck, probably just drive their snowmobile to the spot. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you got to go get your weed anyway, so. Yeah. So it's, yeah, so you can um, basically have to build another room. It has to be a complete separation between where you sell it and where people use it. That's, that's, that's huge, so cool. yeah. That's so huge. And it, it's uh, also one of those things where each city can determine whether or not they want to allow it or not, mm-hmm. you know, just like most other other cannabis laws around the around different states. But, yeah, that one I thought was pretty dang cool because that, that really is going to, like, open the door and set precedent for a lot of other things that we're hoping to happen. Um, Oregon is in big talks about it right now also i know the northwest cannabis club i know we brought it up before but mm-hmm. i don't know if that's just a private club and not labeled a cannabis club or what i don't know how they how they're doing it when oregon is just now talking about doing it mm-hmm. so i don't know how that works but um i guess in 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 me looking up what states are becoming wreck and when are looking into it i guess what the one of the first things that you can look towards to see if it's becoming a reality in that state is the governor of the state will include for next year's budget, the taxes that would come from cannabis. Mm. So that's crazy. Right. So what it is, is right now, New Jersey's governor is including uh, the budget for 2020 to have tax from cannabis included in it. Mm. Whereas New York was supposed to, and then they didn't. So that gives you a big idea as to which ones are really heading which way. So that's a pretty big deal for New Jersey's doing that. Pennsylvania is probably going to be right behind them, behind New Jersey. So mm-hmm. East Coast is really coming up on the weed finally. finally. So New Jersey's like that. A really good friend of mine works in Pennsylvania in a big grow uh, for medical only. Right, yeah. They do medical only, and this is all for rec. And then a big deal happened in Florida. Where so in Florida in 2016, no, 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 2012, they had to, you had to get 60% of the vote 
for medical marijuana to become legal. And they got 55% of the vote, which everybody thought when they saw over 50%, it was in and it was done. And then, it, then you know, they came out and were like, no, you need a 60% to win. And, and wow. the citizens went kind of crazy on that one. But, um, you know, their thoughts were neither here nor there, according to the politicians, right. as usual. But um, when it did come in in 2006, once they realized they needed 60% of the vote, the Florida citizens came out and they made sure that happened in 2016. So medical marijuana became legal, but you couldn't smoke it. You could only eat it or vape it. So smoking marijuana was still illegal. Mm -hmm. And as of last week, that was just um, turned over. The governor said that smoking marijuana is now a medical use as well. So now medical dispensaries are going to become a real thing in Florida. Mm. Nice. Yeah. So that's pretty that's cool. great. Damn, big pharma's got to be pissed. You know, right. Florida's yeah. big Florida's on like the pharmaceuticals. Fucking, oh man, it's so bad. Yeah. So much pharmaceuticals there. Mm. They give so, that shit away like candy. So that's really good news for the medical market in Florida. And then the rec market, just, you know, nationwide is obviously growing and becoming more and more prevalent. And it's cool to see the East Coast catching up to the West Coast in, in terms, you know, I mean, everybody yeah, out here is, mm -hmm. you know, we, we got Alaska, Washington, Oregon, Colorado, Nevada, California, you know, those are all rec states. Yeah, that's so wild to think about now. Right. It's funny because... Um, I am about like, you know, 2006, 2000, something like that. I made my Pandora account. And one of the first uh, stations I made was based on Peter Tosh, uh, Legalize It. <clears throat> and so I had the Legalize It radio and I'd listen to that back in the day and just be like in my den, like smoking weed, still afraid like I would get arrested at any point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just for being a consumer. <laughs> and, uh, you know, reading High Times and just being like, man, what the fuck is this ever going to change? And fast forward to when I was working at the shop and I signed into my Pandora and I realized, and I went down and I put on legalize it radio and was just like, no fucking way. Here, Here I is. am. Legalize what, it. You know, 12 years later and I'm, I'm playing the legalize it radio from Peter Tosh in a store of just selling legal weed to anybody who's 21 or over. That is awesome. It's a pretty cool feeling. Yeah, there's been many a time. I love all the people who come in. My favorite ones that come into the store that talk about they never thought they'd see it. You know, of course, the older people. Mm -hmm. and, and at our store, Cushman's Linwood, they give we give a senior discount, 10% off. And so when they, whenever they say, oh, I never thought I'd see the day. And I'm like, did you ever think you'd see the day you'd even get 10% off for being 55? Think you ever get a senior discount on your week? <laughs> You're like, oh, man. That's amazing. I know. I it's just, know. It's just great to see the look in their eyes. And I'm, and or sometimes I'll hit them with the, yeah, you old hippies did it. Good <laughs> job, man. I'm proud of you. <laughs> you guys did it. You know, and then you see their eyes light up like, yeah, we we did, didn't we? All right. You know, it's like, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. All right, I'm going to try a bong hit of this weed because, man, it tastes so fucking good. I can't wait to taste it in the... That's one thing I do like up. about the rec market probably my favorite thing was if you think about uh the way they set up the packaging on on cannabis these days the small gram bags really can only hold like a you know a decent nug but typically they put the smaller buds in there and then as you work up the bigger the package the bigger the buds that they can put and if a grower yields a whole bunch of just giant really nice top nugs they're basically only going to fit 
in that ounce jar, that half ounce jar, maybe in the quarter jar. And so sometimes you'll get this old lady who comes in, she goes, I just want the best weed you got. And I'm like, okay, how much are you looking for? I don't know, like an ounce. I'm like, okay, like 300, cool. Oh yeah, that's fine. Because they're used to spending 300 for the last fucking 40 years. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you pull out this jar that it, of like, you know, wedding cake, for instance, something that's just like the apocalypse mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. weed. And you show it to them. They're like, oh my. You know, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, and it's nothing but the top nugget like the across, the, yeah. across the board on like these, most of these plants. And it's like, if you would have gone back to the days when it wasn't legal and said to your grower, like, I'd like uh, an ounce of only the top colas of the plants and, and put it in a jar for me. If you don't mind, uh, no small buds at all. If you, if you, if that's cool. And, you know, really grow that right. Uh, I want the gassiest gas ever grown. And, uh, That'll be three hundred. Three hundred. And I'll take my senior Actually, discount, a, please. Yeah, and a senior discount too, if that, if you don't, if you can do that and pull all that off for me. <laughs> and. Like, the only people that would have got anything close to that treatment would have been actually the grower or somebody who is, like, the grower owed a lot of money or something. Right, they're, like, like, the, the grower's best friend, best friend since forever. Forever. Like, yeah, you the gotta grower's be mom. so well-connected. Yeah, the grower's mom. Back in the day, to get this weed we were smoking right now, you really had to know somebody. You had to know somebody. And to know somebody, you had to be, like, living on the edge of legality and not, you know what I mean? You had yeah, to know you somebody. Yeah, uh, you know, You had to know a biker dude. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that right. all the fire ass weed back in the 90s. Crowds. Right. Yeah. So, so it's just great because you got this old lady just looking for something because it helps her arthritis and she's leaving with just the dankest dank grown in like the last fucking, you know, 15 years. Right. And like set up like a king. And it's just, that, that to me is really cool. Yeah, it is. It is. It's really cool. And I think it, it's... You just have to know a guy and now you can just go in the store mm-hmm. and if you have the mm-hmm. right amount of money, you can get that. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because I feel like the, the young kids who... Oh, shit. Nate going on the money. There we go. The young kids who um, turned 21 and this was available right off the bat or like maybe... And the same kids even would have been easily able to get their medical card when they were 18 or over. And they, they're kind of so spoiled with the availability. And, I, and it's like, you show them an ounce of $300 weed. Not not all of them. I'm not trying to generalize all kids. But right. I do think that they don't see really the scope of what they're being handed mm-hmm. right. at this point. Like, I don't know. If you would have bought an ounce of the dankest weed from your dealer, even being in the know, you're like, dude, you got any gas? He's like, yeah, I do, actually. Or like, you get hit up like, yo, I got grip of cooks or some stupid OG like cool take a zip I guarantee you it's going to be a mixed bag like it's just you're going to get a little bit of everything you know maybe like two or three of those nuggets are going to be dope ass crowns if he's Mm -hmm. if he likes you but the rest is just like you're getting all different stuff yeah yeah whereas this is definitely like that's what I tell people a lot too when they look at a gram versus an ounce I say imagine you had a big pile of weed on your table Mm mm-hmm the biggest buds are on top and the smallest stuff is on the bottom. Or even I even say this more when it comes to joints, when I'm explaining that, what's in a joint. Yeah. <clears throat> what's in a pre-roll. <clears throat> and I say those big, beautiful buds that are on top, those are all going in ounces and half ounces. That's that's where that's going. That never happened back in the day. It was like one of those buds would go in each ounce to make yeah. your ounce look beautiful. And then 
area would get filled in with everything else as opposed to now all those go in the ounces then the smaller ones go in the half ounces and then the quarters mm-hmm. and the eighths and so on and so forth and what's left on the table goes in the joints exactly i think even just a good example of that i've got like an eighth of the hell's punch over here from cloud nine uh i got the one nug jar um and that's the, this is the only one nug jar that they had and the whole batch um i've gotten plenty of one nug it's well no in the, Back in the oh, yeah. right, yeah. but it's back in the day, yeah. It's but since they like out of all the other eights, and I compared them to fifteen others, sixteen sure. others, was and the only one, the only one that was actually that way. Um, and it was like to say that that's that's the eighth size. Now, if I went up to the quarter size, I think all I think there was a, I think there was at least three quarters of that that had larger nugs in them. We didn't get anything larger or a quarter of that of that strain, so I couldn't compare it to anything else. But um, even comparing like wedding cake, we got in the store, all the ounces have like nugs the size of your thumb and larger right um go down to the eighth and you might get you might get the size of your thumb nail and larger you know one thing i think is funny too is like when you do sell it by the ounce it's quite a bit cheaper per gram mm-hmm. oh yeah oh yeah you know than buying it by the gram and you're getting like by and large way better weed because these yeah, top nugs i mean when uh the plant produces more hormones towards the top of the plant or towards the top close to the light and then that in turn makes more uh, trichomes and THC production, cannabinoids, terpenes, mm-hmm. you name it. Yep. Everything that sees the light gets more terpenes and cannabinoids for sure. The uh, I love when people come from out of state and I get to show them that fire ass weed. Oh, dude. Somebody comes from Tennessee, only right. been seeing brown weed their whole life. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I pull out all those ounces for them and let them pull out their Snapchat and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it makes me so happy. It's nuts. I love it. I love showing off good weed. Um, something else that's been kind of kicking around the industry, and I think it got shot down because, of course, people got greedy and wanted to push it too far. But what would you guys think about if tier? So, I don't know about if people, how many people know how the tiered growing system works. So tier one is the smallest growing. I don't know the square footage of each one. I don't have it memorized. Do you, either one of you guys? No. So either way, it will put generic numbers on it. Um, so like a tier one, you're allowed to have 10,000 square feet of grow canopy. A tier two, you're allowed to have 50,000 square feet of grow canopy. And a tier three, you're allowed to have 100,000 square feet of grow canopy. So just wait. for example. So mm-hmm. after having worked in a bunch of them, I'll give you just kind of like a layman's feel of it. If you go into a tier one, it feels like anything from a house to as big as a, like a small store, like a convenience store, or like maybe, maybe something twice that size. And then when you get into a tier two, the place starts feeling more like a Trader Joe's or, um, you know, a little bit bigger, like the, like the inside feels like you start getting into a space like a auto supply like a shucks or something like that you yeah. know like O'Reilly's mm-hmm. all of a sudden and then when you get into a tier three you feel like you're in a giant costco right like a mm-hmm. full-on costco that's emptied out and i've seen a few of these that are just like or, or even bigger like places yeah. you could play uh two side by side or three side by side like full-scale indoor soccer matches right and and that and, and not that that's the whole canopy growing weed, but the size of these facilities, is, yeah. it just gets enormous. So that's how it works. And so a tier three, obviously, to have that size of a building and that big of a grow, you got to have a lot of money. And with a lot of money comes your influence in the industry. You, you're able to just 
have your stuff in more stores, you have more product to be able to spread around, and then your name gets out there and you're just a bigger player in the industry. Whereas a tier one has a quarter of that power, money, or whatever. It's probably more of a mom and pop. A lot of the medical people that were um, just really for the medical of it and not for the money of it mm -hmm. were only able to get tier ones because they didn't have the money saved up to, to get a warehouse the size of a Costco. Um, and they're really, really struggling in the industry these days to gain any foothold on the shelves. They're slowly, slowly getting pushed out. So an idea that's being kicked around is for them to get sold directly to the public only on site of the garden. So would um, what would you think? What do you think about that? Do you think that uh, that'd be fair for the the garden could sell their own weed on yeah, site? Yeah, mm -hmm. only tier ones. Like how? So what they're what they're um, making it. What they're doing it, to, uh, comparing it to, hmm. is smaller like wineries. Like a brewery like, or something. Yeah, like smaller wineries and breweries that are under so much. I don't know how they do it. So many barrels per month or whatever it is that they, um, however they measure theirs. Like ours is grow canopy. And, you know, if it's barrels per month, barrels per crop that they measure wine in. If you're under a certain amount, then you're allowed to sell your stuff straight to the public at your winery. That's the idea behind the winery tours yeah. and everything. Honestly, I think that'd be great. I have no objection to that. Like, I don't think that... Do you think I that don't think that that's going to have so much of an effect, like, on... I don't think that's going to affect these giant corporate companies so no. much that they're going to really take this huge hit. I mean, like, especially with how well-established... Um, Do you think it would take much of a hit on the retail establishments? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, if it did... I, I think that it's um, kind of fuck them. It's a necessary evil. Like if you can't still, if, if you can't bring something to the market by having a diverse supply in one place, then that is your inability to, yeah, that's to, true. to run business. Very I true. think mm -hmm. that if, you know, it's like a bottle shop's not going to go out of, of business because you can visit the brewery. True. Mm, not at all. Yeah, I and, think there's become a more prevalent it seems like, like, right. I as think a, you start seeing more tier ones. Honestly, as a bottle shop, you should say, and you know what? Actually, this is a really small local company that you can go up here to such and such Arlington or so wherever right. the fuck you Check can take it. Yeah. Why don't you bring, you know, it'd be a great, they'll, they'll give you a tour of the garden or whatever, or, you know, they, and you can see how they trim it and you really get a breakdown and like, you can actually buy some cannabis while you're there, have a tasting. Yeah. Um, and if you get too fucked up, they got a half off coupon for your first Uber, some stupid shit. Mm -hmm. Um, that is a way better thing for a dispensary or a, a rec shop to, to, I should say, um, to take that angle than to try to, to try to act like, oh, no, now we have to compete with these small mom yeah. and pop growers. Like, no. Yeah, they look at it as just another retail shop they have to compete with. Mm -hmm. Right. And in the other way around, it's like, no, this is, you have the, this is like having the best vendor day potential ever. If anything, if, if a company that you're dealing with is on that small a scale and they're still willing to even sell you weed, you should just be excited for the partnership that you're, you know, it's like stable. They're a really small grow. And I always felt uh, happy to have their stuff because it was like I was getting a little niche in this giant oversaturated market. And when you smoked the weed, you could tell it didn't, it, it had the feeling of not having seen a ton of hands and kind of that old school right. grow. Like, mm -hmm. it, like 
up to a specific person's standards. And I think that's what that craft brewing, like one guy's stout or IPA is going to be different than the other guy's stout or IPA just because of a, a preference on how they want, what they want to bring to the market. And with these smaller scales, you know, it's like the Bacchio gelato you mentioned from Stable. It's probably, it's one of the most satisfying gelatos you can buy. And I think it's because they know how long to grow it. They got the right cut. Um, mm-hmm. they, you know, it's just like some people are ready. Like once the yield is at its peak and the, the bud looks full and ready, they send it off to market and that's fine. Um, and I like, I like, you know, weed at that maturity as well. But I think that sometimes like stable, they'll take their weed a little longer because he likes like a deeper, more like heavy developed right. kind of profile. Right. And um, those little annoyances are huge. So if you can, I don't know, I think presenting that in a more hands-on not hands-on but like right. uh, you know like more personal more, more personal but yeah. I, think, I think it even offers even different like a different like for instance the weed industry in our state is already so much of a tourist attraction they would offer a different aspect of that um you know even still t- with our stores stuff like that like hey we like you know we can get for instance we can get a 20 percent off our order if we send customers up there like advertising for you know yeah that'd be, like, a, that'd be a, another there, opportunity with Airbnb being such a an accessible you know source of just you know let's go do right. something um why don't well, let's go let's go over here and then go visit this tier one um find out find out that they have a twenty percent off basically uh like you know whatever you want to get from that uh store today right um and then you're you get a really cool experience and not to mention that that gets reinvested back into yeah. however it, like, however it, it continues to grow. Do you feel that Washington State is even embracing the tourism of the weed industry? I feel like we're doing it slightly. Like, for instance, looking through The Stranger and that being one of the only publications I think that heavily influences weed. Um, I think that is one of the things that really pushes tourism towards like a lot of our stores because there's a lot of advertisement for a lot of things. I used to have like a weed map that came out inside that magazine. Right. There's a I would have to say that there's not a specific like, hey, come check out Washington's weed. Right. You know, I haven't seen that uh, that strong of a slogan. Or here's the thing too: you got to understand is like we were just talking about on-site consumption. So if Alaska is the first place to do it, obviously we don't have it here. What that means is if you're not from here, you can't consume cannabis really any public place. It's just not allowed. Not to mention like, so you're only allowed to consume cannabis legally in a private uh, setting. And if you don't have a private setting, where are you supposed to consume it? So if you're, if you really are trying to like pursue a, a totally legal uh, approach to smoking cannabis as a tourist, you come here, you buy the weed. Now, unless you got a friend's house to smoke at or something like that, like where the hell are you supposed to smoke it? I don't know any True. hotel room mm-hmm. that's going to allow you to do it. There's really like, it's just kind of a stupid thing because well, now, you know, you can't smoke Yeah, best it. case scenario, you, you get a green friendly Airbnb. Yeah, mm-hmm. best case scenario, maybe an Airbnb and, and the owners are okay like, yeah, with it. Just so you know, yeah, Airbnb does have somewhere on there where it says green friendly or something like that. Yeah, wild. Uh, the other day, actually, I just got a one of, when we were talking about um, hashtags getting you random followers and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Somebody sent me a message from uh, a website that is all. Let's see. I got to find it. Sorry, guys. Now I'm trying to look up stuff. Um, I guess they're trying to... Where's it at? 
Here it is. Can, so it's C-A-N-R-V-E is who sent this to me. And it's cannabis-friendly vacation homes, rental homes, and uh, stuff like that. And so it's C-A-N-R-V-E dot com. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's cannabis-friendly vacation homes. And if you have one, you can put it on there. Or if you're looking for one, you can look on here. I haven't even clicked on it to check it out yet, but uh, I thought that was just pretty cool that somebody is starting to do that. Right, well, really I, cool. A buddy of mine does a uh, or he does an Airbnb, and he he's four twenty friendly. He's even thought about trying to figure out what he can do to because uh, he's a, a manager at a, at a store as well, um, at a rec store, and he wanted to figure out how he could basically offer his you know people who came to stay at his Airbnb some sort of tourist attraction to his retail establishment. Right. Um, there's, there's little issues along, along, I think legally along with that, you know, I think just on a small scale, there's, you know, I would say nothing really morally wrong with it, but it's like on the fine details. Um, it's one of those things that I do think that it could really, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a really cool option to be able to come over here and at least enjoy the cannabis, but not necessarily if you can't, enjoy it anywhere in public or enjoy it anywhere in these places that Washington has to offer, then it's that, that kind of takes it away. You know what I mean? So having that on-site consumption or at least, you know, just like legal consumption in a certain way, um, out in public, I think that I want to say that there is certain, there, there was a certain development that you can at least, uh, um, I feel like smoke. I don't know. What was it? There were, there was a development that recently that you had, that you could, um, consume, I think in public of some sort without having without having too many repercussions. I've, being 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 in Washington and going to Seattle so much, I don't have any. I really don't worry about it too much no. anymore. It's not something that I'm. I personally, um, I, I personally take that risk. So it's like one of those things. Right. That's yeah. I don't. Risk. I don't hesitate to smoke a joint while I'm walking down the street. Pretty much anywhere I'm at. So I don't. I don't worry about it. That's for sure. Right. You know. I think it would. I think it's like. A, it's a, it's a fine of some sort if you if you know if somebody wants to really press the issue and you know I I try not to stand in one spot and smoke with just big old fat dude and sink up the whole block you know and I'm in downtown Seattle but I'll just keep it keep it pushing you know mm -hmm. take a walk around the block and that way I stink up small areas at a time <laughs> right <coughs> yep basically I can't I can't find anything that's specific about it and it's it's not it's like decriminalized at this point too so it's it's like they're you're gonna get a warning before right. you're before you're gonna get you know tackled and beat beat down or anything like that no one's, no one's, gonna, no one's gonna beat you down for, for smoking a joint in public in Washington right at least in Seattle Washington I should say exactly right. yeah you have to do it something stupid yeah <clears throat> so uh, Monty just rolled up a nice doober sure did Got that, got that vortex tip on there. Vortex tip. Vortex. Vortex for your pleasure. So, uh, despite the fact that we're smoking some, uh, it's it today. What's been your go-to smoke, Cam? Lately, I'd have to say it's been the the newest batch of wedding cake. I just picked that up. Um, I also just picked up that like again that Hell's Punch, and that was been that that recently just kind of sparked my interest pretty heavily. I tried that last night. It put me to sleep. I took a long nap. And kinked my neck on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> it gets better, man. I, I promise. <laughs> 
I uh, I've been a pretty in a pretty experimental phase for the last few months and buying new strains and everything, whatever comes in the store. Mm-hmm. And so this weekend I had to take it back to the to the tried and trues, and so I grabbed uh, ate the sour Kush from downtown and I ate the star killer from Doghouse. Oh, no. Smoked on those all weekend, so. There we go. I've also been heavy on those blends, you know? Like the I random have, samples also. Right. Like, I've been mixing, uh, I've got a, I've got a boysenberry creme brulee from Lipta's Luxury, and I've been mixing that with some of the Miracle Alien cookies. Mm. Um, gets a really sweet orangey flavor. Like, if you're going for kind of like uh, that, that creamsicle almost, it's, it's right there in that pocket. Nice. It's, it's, really, it's really good. The high is super strong on it, too. That boysenberry creme brulee is no joke. It's got, like, really kind of supposed to be indica but it's got like a more of a sativa feeling um let's see what have i been smoking um i have been sm- i got dog walker as well as star killer recently those have both been excellent um from dog house from dog house yeah what else i finished off wedding cake i got some more but i haven't gotten into that new batch it's good dude is it? it is good is it like the October batch? Oh, the it's alcoholic alligator. That's the I had. Favorite. I. 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 I have some. <laughs> like we. Yeah. It. I would have to say it's very similar, if not. Uh, not on on the same level. Yes. Because to me, it's one of those that had me like stupid high. It's been a while since I smoked it, though. Whenever I uh, finally got back into it, just kind of reminded me why I like cake. This joint of its it is super tasty too. I'm sorry, I can't wait to taste it. See what it tastes like. And it's weird how. Uh, you know, so you get so many different flavors from things. For a while, there, the my favorite way to taste weed was in a blunt, just a big old, just mm-hmm. a, just an old classic swisher too. It's like wow. I don't know why that seemed like. I feel like maybe I was smoking a lot of swishers when um, designer weed came around. Okay. And so that's when I started being able to differentiate between tastes initially. And gotcha. so I think maybe that's why my taste buds got trained to that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, I was kind of late to blunt smoking. Me too. I, I mean, now I've been doing it for a few years, but I don't know, two, three, four. Yeah, probably like five. I don't know. It's been really solid since I started. Backwoods got me stuck. Backwoods also make me really nostalgic. For um, <coughs> My grandpa always smoked cigars. Mm. My mom smoked cigars. This is tasty. Cigars. <laughs> Let's see, what's it taste like out of the joint? Oh, man. I get a lot more of the, uh, like, oh, let's go ahead. Oh, it tastes the same. <laughs> I, think the yeah. paper, I think the paper adds a little, I can taste the paper on top of it, but it's like, it's right there in the same pocket. Yeah. I guess because you guys knew one of you guys took a bond hit of it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just like, it's like that. It tastes a lot like how it's, it tastes more how it smells. Out of the joint. Out of the joint in the bong than it did out of the blend, of course, which... Right, you know, of course. It tastes kind of like so. If you've never smoked, because it tastes a lot like gelato to me. But I guess if you've never smoked gelato, it's like um, it's it's like uh, it's like fruit. citrusy in a way, like fruity yeah. in a way. It's like fruit. It's like I mean, I don't want to say fruit cake, but it's like it's like fruit. Yeah, it's like sorbet. You know, it's like that's kind of like that. Uh, yeah, like almost like a if you could make like a blackberry mango sorbet, but then like not enough of either of them to want to call it that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good description of it. But it's got, it's all, but also I think it has that uh, doughy cookie 
foundation to it that kind of keeps it in that dessert category too. That's why it's a little bit confusing of what kind of dessert it is. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's there. But I think the sherbet name really mm-hmm. nailed it. Gelato is just kind of like a good name for a rip on sherbet. Right. It's really just a sherbet backcross. But yeah, I think it does kind of remind me of like that rainbow, like when all of the colors of the rainbow sherbet melted into this ugly brown color at the bottom yeah. of your cup. And you're <laughs> scooping that and it, it still tastes good. But this is it's kind of like that. It's not it's not one descript, you know, profile in the mm-hmm. sherbet category. But no, I get that. 100%. So what do you guys think? Where are we at time-wise? Yep. I think... Uh, so I want to apologize again for being a little bit sick last week. I feel like I was sniffing in the microphone a lot and just really out of it. When we listened back to the podcast, I had no idea of some of those parts, so that really cracks me up. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so check us out on Twist and Talk. We already posted a couple little videos and stuff in the live feed on you know the blunt and stuff like that. That's Twist and Talk Podcast on Instagram. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud at Twist and Talk. Just Twist and Talk. That's our SoundCloud name. Um, we're going to have a Facebook up here pretty soon. Yep. As well as, uh, I th- I feel like we're also going to probably have to be changing platforms pretty soon, too. I don't know if we're going to be on SoundCloud for much longer. Or we'll probably be on SoundCloud as well as other platforms, I would say. Mm-hmm. We're going to start looking towards, you know... Some places that we have to pay to be on, which will probably bring us to uh, looking towards some uh, crowdfunding and some, uh, hopefully, maybe some sponsorships to help us out with some new equipment and maybe some of the subscription things that we need to sign up for to get across all the platforms. Right, and in order to get so, this podcast out to more multiple people, we'll definitely look into that so we can just reach more people. And, and also, we're kind of wondering if you guys have any suggestions for what we'd like to you'd like to hear us talk about on the podcast. You know, if you if you have any suggestions for what you like, I don't know. I feel like even having strain suggestions, uh, general suge- general comments and suggestions. Please hit the like button. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to do that. Okay, yeah, hit the right. like button on SoundCloud. We really need to know if people are listening and and liking what they're hearing and stuff like that. We really could use some feedback now that we're. On to episode three, and yeah, yeah, that'd be really nice. Just before we get out of here, I want to comment a little bit on how I'm feeling after smoking nothing but this "it's it" for oh, yeah. an hour. Right? Um, spacey, spacey as shit. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> I'm not spacey like off the not alien like Max spacey, but like just kind of like that stuff's. I'm like lost. <laughs> stuff. I'm just like, huh? Kind of like I don't know. Um, Definitely not tired though. I don't feel allergic no. at all. No, no not at all. I can I'm ready to go. Just about anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got I got shaky legs. Yeah. All right. I want to be like going. the passenger in a car. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like a really nice day. It out. is beautiful out. Yeah. yeah. I just want to like yeah, somebody wants to drive in like a dope. I, I definitely want to just go. I'm gonna go somewhere and get some food and eat it outside. Yeah. Everything's gonna be bright out. Like colors are more vivid right now. That's true. For sure. You know what I mean? It's one of those type of highs where colors are more vivid. Like Cameron said, the late, all of us are in here doing the shaky leg, you know, because we're ready to do it. It's definitely on the sativa side. Does anybody have any um, stoner suggestions? Any movies that they watched? Anything like that? Mm. Let me think here. I uh, just, you know, I'm going to continue with my suggestion of podcasts. My belief is 
if you're going to get into the routine of listening, if we want you to listen to our podcast, you have to start getting in the routine of listening to podcasts. So if I mm-hmm. suggest other podcasts that I think are enjoyable, hopefully we'll just get put into that playlist of cool podcasts that you listen to every week. Yeah. So another one I listen to, and this is somewhat of a local guy. He's from Idaho, so it's almost local. It's Northwest. Um, it's called Time Suck with Dan Cummings. And he just takes a different subject from history every week and talks about it and makes it pretty funny. He's a stand-up comedian, so he puts a funny twist on it every time. And that's pretty good. And then uh, a movie that I watched that was pretty crazy over the weekend was um, Sorry to Bother You. Mm. And that was pretty crazy. So if you haven't seen that, you know, that's a good one to get stoned and watch. And make sure you watch it all the way to the end. Yeah. So that's when the craziness goes is, down. Is it, what kind of movie is it? It's um, kind of dry, a dry comedy. Okay. Definitely a dry comedy. Uh, mostly black people in it. It's the Have you ever seen um, Atlanta? Yep. It's with the, the drug dealer sidekick. Okay. Who's also in Get, uh, Get Out. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's the main guy in it. And I don't really want to tell you what it's about. He's a, he's a telemarketer. And um, that's why it's uh, sorry to bother you. Gotcha, gotcha. And so it's like when he picks up the phone, he drops in in the person's living room. So like people will be fucking on the couch and like the person <laughs> answers the phone because it's ringing. And so you're in that or people <laughs> eating dinner and they just pick up the phone. What? No, good fucking with me. And hang up the phone, you know. And yeah. so then he learns how to become a top seller and shit gets crazy when you get into the multi-million dollar real world and shit. Mm-hmm. So that was fun to watch when I was high. I can imagine. That yeah. sounds good. Um, another thing that I'm going to have us do before the next episode is I'm going to have each one of us do a dab demo. Mm. So we'll post that on the um, Twist and Talk podcast Instagram uh, live section because it's going to be a little bit longer. So we'll probably have like, you know, Monty do a cold start, you do a drop in and me do a regular dab and like really just show from beginning to end where it'll probably be like a three minute long video with mm-hmm. torching it, showing how long we really torch it. You know, that type of thing. You know, how long we really torch it, how much of a dab, how big of a dab we take, mm-hmm. how long we let it sit and cool off, sure. Q-tip tech, you know what I mean? All that stuff mm-hmm. in one video so people can really see exactly what we're talking about. For sure. So stay tuned for that. So uh, I could definitely go over a bunch of rolling techniques too because I've got, I've got all kinds of crazy tricks in my sleeve. If anybody wants to know how to like snake, you know, oil into a joint or infuse a joint or... I mean, you name it, I can... Yeah. Oh, we forgot, remember? It's same. <laughs> la- last episode, we uh, we teased... I don't even remember what the fuck it was. We teased the Terps, the Terps the, Sammy. The Terps Sammy, we didn't uh, do it. All right. Still got to do the Terps Episode Sammy four, Terps Sammy. I know, I know. We forgot it. Not, see, it takes a special piece of paraphernalia to do the Terps Sammy, and that's why we can't just do it on the fly. Yeah. So true. we'll make sure to do that next week for sure. Just remind me next Monday whenever I'm at work. Yeah. I'll grab one. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. I got that quartz rod too. Oh, got, yeah. And that yeah. comes back. We'll have to have some torching on on the. Yep. On the mic, but. So. We're also trying to work on getting better setups for mics so that uh, hopefully the background noise won't be as fierce and maybe we can use the torch a little more without destroying you. At this point, we're using one mic for all three of us. So you probably noticed the intense amount of room noise because we're picking up everything. Yeah, happens in this room. So, I think I think it's good. I think maybe by next episode. I think next episode we're gonna be all set up. I think so. So hopefully you notice a difference in production value and uh, you know keeps you tuned in longer. Yeah. So, 
Thank you for listening to episode three for about It's It from Cloud9. This is Cousin Nate on Instagram, Nathan Pinkney. And Monty on Instagram. It's Monty with three T's, M-O-N-T-T-T-E. Cameron. And on Instagram, I'm deadmew2, D-E-A-D-M-E-W-2. And don't forget to check out Twist and Talk podcast and keep listening to it on SoundCloud and stay tuned for other platforms. Thanks a lot. Have a good one, guys. Peace. All right.